Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz on the Improviser's Guide Network. Now is the time. Forever? Hashtag always MGM. Old, old, old. The secret staircase. We always do that. You are approaching the unloading area. Behold the majesty of the Sistine Seal. For the kids. A salute to all theme parks, but mostly Walt Disney. Ha! What a cute ending. Aloha and welcome aboard. This is Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz. I'm Frank. That's Jen. Hello. Good day. And we're on the precipice of our big excursion on Saturday morning to Mickey, the true original exhibition in yes. New York City. Uh, Mickey's 90th birthday is this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick Jen one Classic Mickey animated moment, cartoon, short, movie. She's got her hand on the buzzer. <laughs> what will she pick? Jen, what would it be? Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, come on. Yeah. And I'm saying that before Thanksgiving, but come on. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol for sure. And, yeah. and I mean, and even I will say for me, like maybe 1A, eh, maybe two. I, like, I love Steamboat Willie. So mm-hmm. like it's the mm-hmm. first one, 1928, sure. the whole thing premiered Classic. in New York City. Classic. But I will say that's probably the cartoon designs Mickey's Christmas Carol I watched the most often. Right. And uh, I don't know. I always I, when it's on. When it used to, is it still? No, is it still in the cinema there on Main Street? And there, I haven't been in there in a long time. I feel like they still play it above the merchandise. Do they not do that? Oh, they might play it above the merchandise. <sighs> Good question. Fact mm-hmm. checker Mel Fact Dale. checker Mel Dale. <laughs> Two minutes in, we're... we're (laughs) We already need you. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be there at 11.40 a.m. That's our ticketed time. Who's joining us? Didn't we put that tweet out to the masses? Who is joining us that day? We'll be looking for you that day. Mm, Yeah. Um, I've seen some pictures up from when all the celebs were there. I don't Mm -hmm. know why we weren't there that day, but whatever. Where was the the press invite for that? (sighs) We have to figure that out for another event. But... I want to live in the moment while I'm there. However, there are way too many good photo ops that I feel like I'm just going to have my phone out constantly taking pictures, which is kind of like annoying, but how, how can you not yes. experience? Yeah, that's what it seems to just a couple of pieces I've seen. I've been like, oh my God, I can't wait to see that in person, which I didn't yeah. think, I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, I'm ready to, I think there was one that was based on the through the looking glass short uh, sculpture and that was really awesome so we'll be posting all of that probably throughout the weekend up until leading towards our, our thanksgiving episode of it who can say how's thanksgiving <laughs> next week by it's the way Anybody? already i don't understand i know i, I was i was at uh, at my place of employment earlier this <laughs> evening and i said oh i'll get you the calendar for uh the rest of the month since uh it, it, it's a short it's almost over. And I was like, it's the 12th. Why am I saying the month is over? Uh, is we were talking 12th? about another theme park today and possibly right. heading there. Right. And I said, you said something about the 15th and we didn't realize we were talking about December. And in my head, I went, well, we're past the 15th of November. And I looked and I'm like, oh, we're not? Isn't this month over? I don't understand what's happening. I That's because Thanksgiving next week throws you off because it's so early. Yeah. Right. 
it's a strange, it's a strange, strange thing. Uh, we wanted to follow up a little bit about our trip on November second, third, because we we covered a lot in our drive-bys and our in our summaries. Um, you know, and there was a lot of information. It was a little bit, it was a little reviewy. Sure. Like just here's a recap of what yeah. happened, a recapitulation, as it were. That those uh, the drives were a little rough at times. A little, rough. <laughs> a little, a little with the sound. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. What, uh, is there anything you, specifically you want to make mention of here? Are you looking at notes? Is that what you're doing over there on the Zoom? Oh, you got some notes. <laughs> no, I, uh, no I, I think I, because all week I was like, I'm going to really think about it all and process and think about what I want to say. And I didn't do that at all until right before this. And I was like, I don't really remember anything. One thing that did stand out on the trip, I felt as though the um, guest interactions, the guest uh, experience, I don't know what it was, just seemed heightened. For example, Mm -hmm. we went to see Muppet Vision 3D, Uh 4D, and uh, Packed House, pretty much, I think. Yeah, Yeah, for, for the time of year and a time of day, it felt packed. Yeah, and but I felt there was people were reacting to what was happening during the show. They were applauding at Aries. They applauded at the end. And I just felt like there was a lot of that form of a vision and that might be the fear of it going away. But I also felt like I noticed that on other rides too, that there seemed to be more applause and oohs and ahs. And I don't know. I just heard more of that on this trip. Right. Definitely with Muppets. Cause like even in the pre-show, like when Sam Eagle came out, people got excited. Yeah. And, and in, in the, in the main show, just the, the little gags. And now back, I mean, when park was, what the attraction, excuse me, was first open, like killer laughs all the yeah. time. Like mm-hmm. it was like nonstop in there. And then it obviously subsided. Uh, but that, that was definitely the most reactions I've heard to the show in a long time. I mean, we still laugh at everything over yeah. and over again. But uh, also that, because that, we quote it constantly in our everyday life. The time. I don't know. Or on this podcast. That. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. We always do that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and it just seemed, and it made me think overall, is it the, uh, is the greater need for escapism these days? What mm. is it right. about uh, <laughs> the, the weekend before midterm elections when we were there? Were True. people feeling the need <laughs> for escapism? I don't know. I just right. something that made me think about, I, I, that did cross my mind, especially in Muppets and then all the time following that. Yeah, that was a big thing. My big thing was uh, it was the first time in God knows how long, right? 16, 17, 18 years. Who knows that one you and I were there without together, without (laughs) together, without well, not together, but right. Other times, but without a a spouse, a Mm -hmm. significant other, Mm -hmm. a a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And even family. I mean, Uh, when has that was probably when I was like 13 and you were working there and we would be there by ourselves sometimes right because I think even when you first moved down there and we drove down there we only went to Universal I don't think we went to Disney in those couple days I think we just decided I think we We branched off I think we snuck into Universal or did we get did I know somebody who let us in because I, I, I might have, I might not hey. I knew how to sneak into Universal. <laughs> right. So that might, am I allowed to keep this on the podcast? Who cares? Eh, whatever. Uh, well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Now. Yeah. Well, you are. Uh, but, <laughs> um, I mean, what were your thoughts about kind of just being there as you uh-huh. taking in Walt Disney World? 
I've, I felt like, wow, this is how I used to feel when I was a kid. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Because even just solo, mm-hmm. it's probably not. And since I work there and right. if I would go in and out of the parks by myself or whatever, but um, yeah, it was weird, uh, especially being a stay at home mom where, uh, I don't really do anything <laughs> by myself. <laughs> it's very rare that I'll even just go out. That's, you know, not certain stores that might be five minutes away that I tweet about all the time target. But, um, <laughs> so to even be going somewhere overnight, just that alone, it's weird. Haven't done that in five years, but, um, so yeah, there was, there was like such a range of emotions of like the nostalgia being brought back, the going back in time thinking like, oh man, one day I'll bring my kids here. Oh man, here I am without my kids. Um, and just, yeah, there was, I, I think I had uh, various emotions throughout the time there. And it's weird because me and Mr. Snydello will always say like, well, we're not going at Disney, like without the kids, like me and him right. would never do it. I, I felt it was fine now. And he went what last month with work or whatever. And I think it's different because it's like, well, you're with the kids. Now you're with the kids. So that it doesn't really, it's not the same, but right. like, I feel like we would feel too guilty if it was just me and him in Disney and the kids, you know, but so <laughs> there may have been some mom guilt with it, but like not enough to like stop me from it. But you know, yeah, I mean, I have been a couple of times in in the last 10 years, maybe like mm-hmm. for one day solo trips, especially when you were working for the airline, Right, I could go down and back, but you know, you're on the clock. So yeah. you're, you're worried if you're really going to get back on time. You really, you're worried if, you know, so as much as you know, I'm alone and, and can take it all in, there was still kind of like the lingering stress involved. And this trip didn't have that. And I don't know what it was. I don't know. Especially when once we started like hitting our stride in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Like suddenly things were like, wait, this is all happening. We're doing all of these things today. Where, yeah. You know, I would be happy if I did four rides. Right. In, in a two-day trip. Yeah. And I think for the trip itself, it was cool to do all that. I don't know where I found the energy to do all that, which I think I mentioned last week, but to wake up at 3.45 a.m. and to be like, yeah, let's go out there around at nine o'clock. This is amazing. Um, But uh, I just lost my train of thought. Senior moment. You're having more senior moments since I turned 44 than you have. Um, You're hitting the stride. You were seeing all the attractions. Got it. Yeah. So for this trip, totally fine. However, and my good friend David, who's been on a previous episode of the podcast, this is how he does his trips all the time. So he is always go, 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 refreshing the app for fast passes and seeing how many parks he can do in a day. And he always feels like he gets to see pretty much everything and he could do it all in one shot. He brings newbies along and they get to see everything. And it's great. And if you have the stamina for it, go for it. However, I'm good with uh, not doing that again for a while. Like it was, it was nice to do it now because it has been so long since I've been on certain rides because usually the kids are with us and I'm like, well, I've been on Thunder Mountain a hundred times. I'm all right. If I don't ride it, it's not a big deal. I don't need to do a baby swap. I don't need to whatever. Um, so it was nice to kind of have a refresh of a lot of the rides, but I couldn't even, you know, kids are no kids. I, I don't think I could do trips like that because we always kind of did them more relaxed anyway. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it definitely had that 
yeah, the Magic Kingdom almost like had that moment of like, well, it just totally detached for a moment. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was no work thoughts. There was no stress thoughts. There was no right. finance thoughts. There was a, like just you're in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And, and I think the last thing, and I touched on it a little bit last week, but more so since we're recording this on the day that the Toy Story te- Toy Story 4 teaser dropped in the show, in the movie, po- I keep saying show poster, the movie <laughs> poster uh, came, uh, was released today that, uh, you know, Toy Story Land. I one, I suspect now it will expand, but being in Toy Story Land on a more calm, cool, and collective day <laughs> really made me see the greatness of Toy Oh yeah. And where mm-hmm. it can go if they wanted to. Yeah. Even in a monsoon. Yeah, in the monsoon. <laughs> could be appreciated. I'll tell you that I, that I I was talking to a coworker today about this Slinky about Slinky Dog Dash and, and showed them and I was like I can't believe how much I more I enjoyed this ride than I was anticipating. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if our expectations were just lower for it or what, but yeah, same, same Z's. Any other final thoughts before we move on to our special guest this week, who, besides fact checker Mel Dale, is the only guest to appear since we spun off into our own podcasting entity here on Theme Park Thursday with Delostis. I'm very excited. Um, but no, I mean, you know, I'm just still depressed that I'm not there and I don't have a plan yet. And your daughter today uh-huh. uh, was saying how much she wanted my son to be going on that trip. And I said, don't you do this because I will put it on my credit card right now. Because you are so adorable saying that. And I do not want to disappoint you. And I will make it happen. I don't care. How did she say it? Like, you four-year-olds come to Disney World uh, with me? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Dillo was saying, who are you going with? Daddy and Grandma and Grandpa? And then she said, I want him to go, too. I want him to go, too. And I was like, what? <laughs> Should I book it right now? Do you want... We'll make are it happen. You, are you too young to fly on my Southwest gift card? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. I mean, I was playing around with some numbers with other airlines, and I think I cut the price in half, but <laughs> yeah, not financially smart. We'll see what happens. You never know. I'm going to play some scratch offs between now and then. You never know. We'll hop on last minute. <laughs> well, our special guest this week. Yes. Our interview is with the author of Walt Disney World Step-by-Step 2019, a common sense planning guide. You uh, know her, you love her on the Twitter, at Step-by-Step WDW. Sarah Heine is is our special guest uh, via satellite. No, I just always <laughs> wanted to say satellite. via satellite. That's a, that's a talk to a guest via the Zoom. Sure. Uh, from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And here's the interview now. Yeah. You are our first Twitter family member that we're like seeing face to face. I know. <laughs> it's, world's colliding here. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, great to see you guys. You too. And where do you live? I don't even know if I know that. Um, I live in Athens, Ohio. Okay. So- we are in the southeast corner of Ohio, um, home of Ohio University. So that's oh, about okay. claim to fame. Yeah. Very so. nice. Excellent. And where are the two of you? <laughs> I'm on Long Island. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then Frank you is might- in Astoria. Yeah, I'm in Astoria, Queens. So mm-hmm. about 15 minutes subway ride outside the city. And- oh, okay. And Jen has to say Long Island like that. It's the I only have way. to. Yeah. I mean, well, I <laughs> drink my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the only acceptable way to do it. 
Are you born and raised in Ohio? No, actually, um, I grew up in Southern California. So um, my first part, Disney park that I went to was Disneyland. And my grandparents lived um, near Anaheim. So we would go there like several times a year. And um, so it wasn't until I actually married and had kids that I ever went to Disney World. But um, I I came back to live in Athens um, in elementary school. And I've been here ever since. So how excited are you for the book finally to be out there in the world? It's been a a long ride with it. I I think I started it in like uh, June or July of 2017. And it was actually after coming back, our family had actually gone out to Disneyland. And I came back and I was uh, doing a trip report on the Diz boards, the forums that people can do trip, trip reports and ask questions about the Disney parks. And um, I was kind of just exploring around and I, and I just noticed that people seemed so overwhelmed by the idea of planning a Disney vacation, that there was just like such a high bar for what Disney expected yeah. people to do, especially Disney World. Disneyland's a little bit easier by way of comparison. So um, I just like, I remember I went out into the kitchen and, and started telling my husband that I just, I thought someone really needed to write a very straightforward, like step-by-step sequence of like, this is what you need to do first. You know, you yeah. need to figure out when you're going, this, then you need to decide whether you're staying on-site or off-site and what kind of ticket you need and just kind of take them through it because it wasn't that there was like a, a lack of information out there. There was a ton of information. It's just hard to know where to start with it all. Yeah, and, almost too um, much information. And it's nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's kind of just like... You know, you didn't know what was important and what wasn't. And I wanted to make sure people felt educated and informed, but not like completely overwhelmed at the same time. So. Right. So you did Disneyland a lot when you were a kid. So you didn't do Walt Disney World until adulthood or did no. you go with it? Yeah. Well, actually, I, I did do it once briefly. I don't even hardly count it because I was going, <laughs> I was like in eighth grade and we went on spring break to Florida and mm-hmm. I remember my granddad and my brother wanted, there was like spring training um, going on in Orlando, but nobody cared about going to Disney World except for me. And I was just like, what are you people thinking? Like, we are in Orlando. So it, I actually had to pay my sister her ticket. And in eighth grade? Yes, in eighth grade. Oh and she God. was like, you know, she's five years older than I am. So, and we went to Magic Kingdom for like a day. And of course, like we knew nothing and it was just all completely overwhelming. And she didn't really, you know, she wasn't, she didn't have her heart in it. Let's just say that. So um, yeah, so it wasn't until um, Paul and I got married and our kids were four and three and, you know, they were finally of that age where we felt like we could maybe handle a plane trip and go somewhere a little more exciting than Columbus. So, um, so yeah, we decided we, we, you know, we decided we do Disney world, but when we got down there, I just, I realized like, wow, this is really different from Disneyland and it's kind of overwhelming. And yet I absolutely love it and want to come back. So we was. Yeah. I mean, your book that's like, so to the point, I mean, I mean, I mean, having the title literally be step-by-step and (laughs) planning guide like is just, okay, great. I know what I'm getting for us from our vantage point of like seeing you approach the book, you know, we're old school. So we still want to call like 407 W Disney and 407 (laughs) W (laughs) sign when we, when we, when we plan. So so a lot of this is like great for us just because, all right, we, we, 
we hardly use the ADR lingo. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what does that mean? ADR? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I totally get that. And it is strange because like in our own Disney Twitter community, it's Mm -hmm. like these people know what they're doing. (laughs) They don't need a book, you know, telling them what to do. So it, um, it really is a book more meant for first timers or people who just, who've been once and found it a little bit intimidating or overwhelming. Right. But I will say, even going through it, the the things that like I refuse to learn because I because I, I change. I am um, old. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I'm old too. <laughs> no, no, no. Not as old as he is. Yeah. He's always um, old, regardless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I heard. <laughs> uh, but the but for me, I, you know, we don't like change. So you know, learning a little bit more about these things. Do you meal plan or do you not meal plan? I we don't actually, yeah. and it's. It, it's kind of strange because as you guys know, I'm also an authorized Disney vacation planner now and Disney wants us to push the meal plans to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a little uncomfortable with it because I don't always feel like it's the best deal for guests. Like I think if you're a big, you know, steak eater and you just, you, you know, you want a milkshake with lunch and a big dessert for dinner and um, two snacks and and all that, then it can be great for you. And if you're doing a lot of character meals, I think it's definitely a good value. Mm -hmm. Um, But we just don't, I mean, we look forward to our vacations to eat, but I don't want to feel like I have to get my money's worth at something, um, you know, to make it worthwhile. And, and so we don't typically get the meal plan. We did a couple of times and we just figured we were probably spending less out of pocket. So that's what we do now. Yeah, a lot of people ask me if I do it, and I honestly don't know enough about it to give a real opinion to it. I always felt like maybe if you're traveling and you have four kids or a big family or you're going into big and you're going to be doing a lot more of the character dining, the big meals, I kind of felt like maybe then it's probably worth it. I always feel like, especially that most of my trips are on a women for a weekend, I don't even bother trying to look into it at all. Right. Uh, and, and I've been behind people who are like, is this a snack? Is this a dessert? Is this, a, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do it. I know, it's, it is. It's kind yeah. of like, am I doing it right here? Yeah. I mean, luckily the cast members are great at letting you know, like what you can expect and everything. But I think a lot too, like people come, come to the end of a trip and they have all these snack credits. And yeah. so, like they go into the confectionary and they just start like grabbing rice crispy for the plane, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know what? I actually saw on touring plans, um, that like something like 90 or 95% of people who do get the dining plan are really glad they did. And I yeah. think it's just it has that kind of all-inclusive quality about it. It's like being on a cruise or something right. where you feel like, oh, okay, that's taken care of. Right. I don't have to worry about yeah. expense. So yeah. I think it does alleviate some of that like nickel and diming everything. Right. And um, so for people who like that, I think it is a good value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we know when, uh, when Papa Dillo would get home from our Disney trips when we were young and then the credit card bill would come in, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you see the damage done, but yeah, that's why people are yeah. like, I already paid my money. So I'm good. Right. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Get what you want, kid. Have, yeah. Have, <laughs> have some of my ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> You have uh, you have a chapter on the my Disney experience, both the website and the app. We were complaining right. about the web about the <laughs> Disney World website a couple of weeks ago in general, but and the app, I would say, you know, we're getting used to it. It's coming along, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, what are your feelings about it over like in the overall and where do you think it's headed? I think, um, you know, the website is just like eternally frustrating. And <laughs> especially as a Disney travel agent, it's just the glitches and it's, you know, you, you if you see like, um, Olaf's face one more time. <laughs> they always have those little like uh, figures that come up. But yeah, no, that's frustrating. But I actually think the app has really progressed. And I'm, I didn't even know what was fully capable, what you could do with the app until I started researching it more. And mm -hmm. so I think if you're you know, familiarize yourself with it. Like, okay, you got your maps on there. You've got wait times, you have um, photo pass spots and you can even check like, okay, how many dining credits do I have left? And so it's got a lot of functionality and um, you know, I just don't think people are probably used to, accustomed to the idea of really using it a lot yet. And maybe that will change in the future. I'm frustrated with the website a lot and I'm always, so baffled because to me the fact that my magic band can get me into my hotel room now but i can't book dining half the time on the website yeah. drives me crazy but i do think the app has come a long way from when i first saw it um yeah. and started looking at it so and and especially when you're in the parks i think the app is really helpful yeah. especially yeah. that um frank didn't even know that you could <laughs> redo fast passes once they've gone you know so this was brand new information for him last weekend yeah. so that, yeah, i was that like wait when we use three yeah. then did we get more <laughs> the rolling fast pass frank yes. make it your friend exactly. <laughs> how else are we going to accomplish parkeology i mean yeah, someday. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that's essential someday. there after last yeah. week i don't know if we're ever doing that but you know <laughs> yeah no, I think that's probably what people use it for the most and what I, especially at like Magic Kingdom, where you have the potential of getting like, you know, eight to 10 fast passes in a day if you yeah. are yeah. constantly refreshing the app, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, that was really useful information. Yeah. I feel like such a novice, yeah. <laughs> like I had never and been also, before. <laughs> I think too, you know, the fact that you can see your um, photo pass photos show up almost yeah. instantaneously. I was going to say that as well. That's yeah. so great. I still remember back to when photo pass was starting and you could take a picture when you first get there and maybe it might be ready <laughs> at the front of the park before you left and you could check it out. Yeah. Well, my eyes are closed. So there goes that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, was, oh, I just took that two seconds ago. There it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's incredibly fast. And then, you know, the, with the magic shots and all that. Too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, I really, I think I was a little skeptical about Memory Maker just because, you know, it seems like a lot of money and you have a perfectly good camera on your own, but I'm really become like a convert to getting Memory Maker every time we go. And I wish we'd had it when our kids were we little ones like yours are because <laughs> yeah. I, I do think those, those pictures are really precious and valuable to have. So that's yeah. a great attribute of the app and Memory Maker. Yeah. Yeah, and we have uh, annual passes for the time being. <laughs> uh, so the, the memory maker inclusion in that is def definitely makes the annual pass more uh, yeah. worth it. Um, what, yeah, definitely. What are your thoughts about the, the system changing over to, you know, when you pick your days that the, the, the park admission prices are going to fluctuate based on that? Right. I mean, I guess it's there, you know, 
attempt to disperse crowds a little bit, I don't know that it really will have that effect. Um, I just, I, I suppose if you're looking at a calendar and maybe you don't have kids um, and you're thinking, should I go, you know, beginning of May or end of May and oh, like the Memorial Day weekend tickets are, you know, $10 more expensive per day, then that might fit into your calculus a little bit. Right. But I think for most people, um, when they're looking at kind of just, you know, spending three, four thousand dollars on a Disney vacation, that's probably not going to really tilt the balance one way or another too much. What do you, uh, Jen, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about the Animal Kingdom. I know, I see it in your face, because Sarah loves the Animal Kingdom. Sarah, really- did you I was- faint? Did you faint when you saw I him? did. I, <laughs> I tweeted. I actually kind of did a little squeal out yeah. loud. <laughs> Frank is an animal kingdom and my kids are like who (laughs) what are you talking about yeah (laughs) yeah no I was just I you know I was really excited to see you guys I love the uh, photo on Expedition Everest (laughs) yeah we were a little it woke us up it was about 9 a.m that that ride woke us up at that point yeah yeah I just still though you guys have got to go back and do flight of passage yes I know it's uh, yeah one of these days once once that guy Galaxy's Edge opens. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Walk right on there. Yeah. No, I was not always like the biggest fan of Animal Kingdom either, to be honest. Um, Our son loved it because he just, he's a big animal nut. And Mm -hmm. so, but my husband, he's exactly like you, Frank. (laughs) Checking the watch and Uh itching to get out of there. And um, it's gotten a little better, I think, with Pandora. He's a little more patient with it now. But it's still probably, like, if we go for a week, we'll probably just spend, like, one full day. And I'm looking. Well, and that's, I think that's really the overall point. It's just the fourth part. Yeah. It's the forgotten. (laughs) <laughs> Magic Kingdom and Epcot three times, but I might make it to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Like, it's go to Epcot every day. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. For the record, it's the sixth park after Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. <laughs> oh, you know what? You got a point there, actually. Point. We've had more fun at the water parks. I don't think they're talked about very often, but like, Honestly, if we ask my daughter where she wants to go, like she wants to go to a water park. And I think yeah. they're, you know, they're still wonderfully themed and just like a ton of fun. It's a little less stressful. You don't have quite the crowds to contend with. And um, yeah, we love them. All right. How old are your children now? Uh, they are too old. They are fifteen <laughs> and thirteen now. Oh. Okay, so though so, so I asked, I asked this only because, and I mean, maybe you can't say it as the Walt Disney World travel planner. But does, does Universal come into the equation nowadays? What happens? <gasps> that's the truth. Yeah, it's a forbidden part. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, no, little Harry Potter discussion. Yeah, no, I love Harry Potter, and yes, we've been to Universal a couple times now, and it's probably actually my daughter's favorite. Mm. Yeah, um, she loves the Harry Potter sections and she's just more I think as kids enter into those teenage years it's just you know there are more thrill rides and you know she just could spend hours in the Harry Potter parks on both sides and you know Hogwarts Express it's just it's it really is amazing I mean they really did outdo themselves with that so yeah yeah. And you've been, Frank, right? Have I've been. been. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, not I've been, been both sides. Yeah, you're not, you don't even know anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't, I know. <laughs> yeah, I read what? all the books to my daughter starting when she was about four. So, oh, and that's why, yeah, I, I feel like I had started the first book 
in the beginning and then I had kind of dropped off and at this point I'm like I'll read them to the kids so yeah. then I'll get back into it and that's probably what I'll yeah it's no it's like quite it the enterprise I mean yeah oh yeah <laughs> you start off kind of short and then as you go along <laughs> wow, reading war and peace here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get back to the book, as the travel planner, what's some of your favorite things to tell uh, your potential clients who are looking to plan? What 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 kind of secrets do you like to give them without giving too much away? Because then <laughs> we'll all know. <laughs> right. For repeat visitors, it's not as important. But for people who don't get there as often, I think going being there at rope drop is essential to get as many attractions in as you can in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, our family really likes to take a break in the afternoon, go back to the resort, just relax, nap, take a swim. And then um, since we usually get park hoppers, we go to a different park that night for dinner and to stay late. And I think too many people really want to just like pack as much in as possible. Um, and they don't think about just how exhausting it can be, mm -hmm. especially, you know, in the hotter months and, and doing all that walking. Um, it's just, you got to a lot sometime just for just some downtime mm -hmm. and um, be willing to kind of change your plans as, as you, you know, as your kids having a meltdown or, um, or you just feel really tired, you know, call it a day and, and go back to your resort and rest up and, and start again the next day. Um, other than that, I think, um, you know, finding a special uh, reason to go to Walt Disney World, whether it's like a festival or um, the Mickey's Halloween party or, or the Christmas season, um, just something like if you're, if you've gone several times and you, and you want to make it exciting again find something new to do mm -hmm. there um that's that so you're going to have that balance of you know feeling like you're coming back home but also having something new to look forward to that's exciting to you yeah i think you could be an honorary dillo because that's basically <laughs> how we grew up which was in the morning we would go out come back do the pool take a nap yeah. whatever it was then go back out at night and i do see so many people trying to force their kids to watch, you know, the fireworks, the parade, whatever it is at night. And you just see them so miserable because you know they've been out <laughs> since 7 a.m. Yeah, and a character breakfast or whatever it was. And yeah. Yeah. No, I do think um, I, I tweeted something to this effect today, just that I think there's so much pressure on parents to have this kind of perfect vacation for yeah. their kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and it's a, it's a lot of money. I mean, you're not yes, going right. very cheaply. So I think there's this idea that we got to stuff as much fun as possible <laughs> into yeah. five right. days or whatever. But, you right. know, you got to account for human nature and fatigue and um yeah meltdowns and all that yeah. stuff <laughs> meltdowns but, especially yeah <laughs> but other than that i would say you know just make sure you're using your three fast passes you're checking for more you're refreshing the app mm -hmm. um try to uh you know have a, a range of different dining experiences if you're lucky enough to be a you know there in epcot festival make sure you check out the kitchen booths mm -hmm. have some table service meals but um balance that out with counter service too so you're not spending all of your time in restaurants so yeah we have never been to disneyland so uh what can what what if we finally go let's say 2019 if if like, when we finally when? go but i'm saying i'm saying if in 2019 <laughs> we finally <laughs> We got to figure that out. <laughs> uh, what, what, what is, what are some of your favorite things about Disneyland? 
I love it for being kind of the opposite of Disney World in that it's just, it's such a small area and you're, it's just feels so manageable by comparison. Mm-hmm. You don't have to plan everything out. Like, I mean, we, we, um, stayed at a hotel right across the street where, I mean, we were within a five minute walking distance of the front gates. And, you know, you go into Disneyland, you, um, you can make a fast pass over in California adventure. And it's just like an easy um, couple minute walk across the Esplanade there. And it's just, it's, it's really, and it's also a special experience, I think, to, to be in Walt's original park. I know that's, you know, said a lot. And it's kind of a cliche. But really, honestly, I spent a lot of time on Main Street and Disneyland. And there just really, there was a special feeling that came from being there. And mm-hmm. especially because it was like coming home again for me, too, because I hadn't right. been there since I was a girl. So. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our fact checker, Mel Dell, he lives <laughs> in San Diego and has a Disneyland annual pass. And he fears what I think you're describing when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens yeah. there. Do you have a similar uh, fear? Yeah, it's kind of, there is this idea of it being kind of a local home park, something a little more small and intimate. I mean, don't get me wrong, it gets crazy crowded there too. Mm-hmm. But Galaxy's Edge, especially since it's opening before um, Disney World, you just know it's going to be just next summer is going to be an absolute madhouse. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Galaxy's Edge, but I think I'm feeling patient about it or I don't feel like I have to be there right away. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who wants to open it up and, and contend with all that. But I, I mean, I'm excited to see you know, what people's reactions are and what they've done with it for sure. I don't, I don't have any desire to be there anytime. <laughs> I want to see it. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I'm good with waiting because I don't even want to deal with the people. And there are fans, even perhaps on this call here, that <laughs> may be a little, you know, are up here that might want to see it first. So I want I'll to be there right that. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you have your time and I'll go in later on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think you will try to get there early on? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that brave. No, I mean, it'll be hard. Toy Story Land was hard uh, because of, uh, like, this month, November, is when I started working there. It's when the Toy Story Parade started this month in 1995. Even just watching the Toy Story 4 teaser this morning, like, destroyed me. Like, all the nostalgia (laughs) and all the things. Uh, <laughs> so you know that was that was a lot too to not be there right away and so yeah. I'm sure as the time draws near I will get more and more antsy about it but <laughs> realistically speaking uh, it's gonna be a, a, a disaster area yeah. <laughs> yeah I know and I'm actually kind of wondering I don't even know I know they've been really opaque about when they're actually gonna open at Disney World but I'm thinking it could be as late as like December because it says yeah fall but you know technically <laughs> right and i'm yeah. just trying to imagine those christmas crowds and i think it's going to be that mid-december for sure and if they yeah. go to try to coordinate it when episode nine comes out i don't oh, know right <laughs> i feel yeah. like i saw so i don't know if someone tweeted a story i don't know if it's a rumor but someone said that there's a certain day in december that is pretty much sold out at this point and it's oh, already right. seeming crazy because people predict that that's when it's opening. Uh, so everyone's trying to get in before the announcement. Wow. I don't know how anyone figured this out or where this came from, but. <laughs> Maybe just people saw that like rooms were starting to book. Right, so yeah. We're like, Hopped on it. <laughs> it's just a random day in December. Right? <laughs> They'll go and be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, you were very, very good about making sure you put the 2019 on your cover there. So are, are, yeah. are you gonna? Are you thinking every year it's gonna get the updates with the changes that happen to the parks? What, what yeah, are your I mean, going that's kind of the plan. I, you know, I, I set up a website too to kind of. Um, almost as a reminder to myself, because uh, that's probably the biggest challenge in writing this is just that Disney changes things constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the benefit to running a website or a blog and, instead of writing a book is that you're able to adapt and, and you know, um, write new entries right away. Whereas with a book, you only get one shot a year. So yeah, I mean, as long as it sells decently and um, my publisher said he's open to the idea of doing a yearly edition. So cool. that's what I'm hoping for. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the book is from Theme Park Press, mm-hmm. uh, Walt Disney World, step-by-step 2019, a common sense planning guide. When's the next time you're heading down to Walt Disney World? Do you have an idea? You know what? We actually don't. We went twice this year, um, and we are talking about doing Europe in the summer. So we've always wanted to take the kids there. And so we actually might go to Disneyland Paris um, for a day when we're there. So that's the plan. But yeah, it's going to be a while before we get back to Disney World. So that's a little sad. (laughs) Until you start getting those urges to be there for Galaxy's Edge right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I'll just trap the studios that day. My kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the big thing to really talk about before we go is that the book is four ninety nine on Kindle. It's like such a. It's a steal. Uh, it's a, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a home run. It's and I, like I said, for me, and Jen, for you, you have it on your. You've been scrolling through on your phone. Mm-hmm. That you know we've been there a bunch of times, but still these little things that we don't do like the ADRs and maybe mm-hmm. we're not as well first on the app and things like that. You know, it's good to just to see it as part of the, of a planning process, <laughs> you know, the little things that we don't do because we're used to, we're setting our old ways. Mm-hmm. You know, Mobile ordering guys. That's another thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mobile ordering. We, don't we don't know that at all. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. That, I mean, we, you know, we're standing in line for a ride and we're like, oh, okay, we're going to go to Satuli Canteen. Let's go ahead and order our meal. And then we show up and it's yeah. there. Like, That's pretty good. I do that at Panera. I need to do that at Disney. I mean, <laughs> sometimes, especially it's like, God, you go into like Pecos Bill and you're just, you right. know, it's just 12 o'clock on a magic kingdom saturday or something yeah <laughs> right like because casey's yeah. has it too and i always stand in the casey's line oh yeah right. like yeah. why am i standing not in this anymore line? right next time yeah, i need to do that <laughs> i need to remember that one yeah and, and you know what'll happen to me next time i won't do it i'll still no. be standing I'll be like, hey, <laughs> i mean next why. time in a couple of weeks when you're back there I don't want to rub it in your face or anything, but I'll be there in two weeks. And you'll be there with mom and dad, so you can just blow their minds by using mobile. Like, I got this, guys. Hold on. Yeah. It'd be really impressive but, to be frank. Yeah, but I, <laughs> but I won't be, mo- you know, where I won't be mobile ordering from is the Animal Kingdom. That's right. Mm. Oh. Wah, wah. Let's add in, and the oh. only going to be on a sad note. A.K. Hater. Only. Flight of passage is calling you. Yeah, I know. True. The banshees yeah. are calling you. <laughs> you do need to be checking those fast passes. I think I checked for you last week, but they didn't have any. But you probably should be checking every once in a while. You could do a baby swap with mom and dad. Or you could get there 90 minutes before park opening. 
I'm just kidding. Oh, no. That is pushing it. <laughs> I don't want to stay in the park for 90 minutes, period. I'm going to go there 90 minutes before. Yeah, and when we went, they had extra magic hours, and we're checking the phone constantly. I'm like, oh, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. We haven't even left the hotel yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're a goner. You're get there like an hour ahead of time. Just forget it. Yeah. <laughs> And what is, uh, can you plug your travel planning business there too? And uh, Yeah, I just, uh, I work for Mickey Travels. Uh, they're a platinum earmark Disney agency. And so, uh, and I have a website, stepbystepwdw.com. And you can find my travel planning information and book information there. So. Oh, good. They're both together. It's a one-stop shop. Love it. It was an instant buy to, to pick up your book. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, guys. That's Kindle. one thing I really do love about this community. Everyone's very supportive. Oh, thank you so much for doing this, yeah. for sure. And we should have you back on in the future to talk about, you know, we'll find a nice topic and we can just... Yeah, we can really all, dive in. Yeah, a whole Animal Kingdom planning episode. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> You'll, how we'll much would you learn on that? You would yeah. learn so much. We'll, we'll <laughs> plan it and then we'll, you'll go realize it, Frank. All right. We'll report back <gasps> Sarah will plan an entire day for you. <laughs> you know you're going. You're going to do the Wilderness Explorers program too. Oh no! I, think I don't even know what that is. Your, so, you need to earn your badges. We'll just say that, okay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I really All appreciate right. it. Talk to you soon. That was Sarah Heine with her book just released last week, Walt Disney World Step by Step 2019: A Common Sense Planning Guide from Theme Park Press. Four ninety nine on the Amazon Kindle. Like, just do just it. Just do it. Just do it now. What are you doing? Because you always need more information. Like, especially that. I mean, I tried to say it, but I'm going to say it now. Like the brass tacks, the bare bones. Like, kind of like, just tell me what I need to do. Yeah. The brass tacks nature yeah. of uh, the planning guide that she has laid out here. Because she like doesn't go into like I'm going to describe. You know, we grew up with the Steve Birnbaum. I was uh, going to mention that too. I to Walt Disney World mm -hmm. every year. We like we would read about every attraction and like the whole detail and everything else and memorize it. Maybe I just did that. Uh, <laughs> but she just like lays it out for you in like boom, 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 boom. It's yeah. It's a good read, an informative read, and everyone should just have it on their Kindle. Why not? Yeah, and can I just say that like meeting Sarah now because she was the first person we were meeting face to face quote unquote but of the Diz Twitter community that we have come to know and love and just reinforced the fact that um, I love all these people. To that, uh, our good friends at the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. More buddies. Our, our buddies, yeah, we have been talking about a, a big super crossover episode episode i say in december but will it be both of our episodes what? next week we are having a summit summit plummet a summit plummet, <laughs> uh, a summit plummet with hashtag summit plummet yeah. with, uh, with the gang over at monday morning monorail podcast to hash out the plans so probably the week after thanksgiving you will learn more about what we have in store for you coming in December with the super special crossover holiday spectacular switcheroo skidoo <laughs> <laughs> with Monday morning monorail 
the whole podcasting team there. The, uh, the opening of their episode this week, we're recording on Monday, so this morning's episode uh, was giving me the LOLs as I was driving in the car with their reaction to our, our enjoyment of Fettuccine Alfredo and the challenge itself. Yeah, and we uh, posted a picture on Instagram of uh, our good friends, young Hank and Remy, yes. listening into the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Right. It's what they do. So next week, uh, we will re- will we release the new episode on Thanksgiving, or will we have to do mm. it a day earlier? Will it have to be a theme park Thursday on a Wednesday episode? What will happen? I mean, I, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is a big party night, so perhaps <laughs> we should do it then and just have a big party because, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to listen while they're eating turkey. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, yes, you will. Why don't you listen while cooking the turkey? I will be bringing the uh, recording uh, devices to uh, follow us around at Mickey, the true original exhibition. So expect a review of that along yeah. with other fun Thanksgiving-esque uh, storytelling on next week's episode. Why not? How much do you remember from our one and only oh. Thanksgiving experience in Disney? Because don't have a ton of memories so uh, perhaps we could think that over before next week well it was a month after i turned 25 and if you recall after my birthday a couple of weeks ago uh 25 is up there well i think i said 25 is the worst year ever i had the quarter century crisis so i also don't remember i remember thanksgiving dinner at ohana yeah well, don't give it all away. Now oh. we have nothing to talk about next week. That's the only memory I have. So done. Episode over. Well, <laughs> guess you don't have to tune in next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we will have our review of Mickey, the true original exhibition uh, for you next week. Until then, I'm Frank. You're Jen. Uh, bye-bye. Deuces. Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, featuring Jen Cardillo Snyder and Frank Cardillo. The Dillo's Diz fact checker is Mel Dale. Theme composed by Matt Harvey. Intro and outro music performed by Lindsay Zarugian. You can give Dillo's Diz a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dillo's Diz. You can follow Dillo's Diz on Twitter and Instagram. Dillo's with an S, Diz with a Z. And you can go to Dillo'sDiz.com for throwbacks, archives, and tomorrow's blog. Dillo'sDiz.com Right, the Improviser's Guide 2018.